Welcome once again to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. So I wanted to get on the call on a Facebook Live, and Scott, thank you so much for being willing to do this in a short period of time to jump on and just talk about this, because I think we need to share more of this information with uh, people out there. No, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. What inspired you to write this? You know, probably very similar to you. I've had clients reach out to me and ask questions and I've been proactive about it. But really, I found myself jumping from article to article and getting snippets of things from from different places. And all of them, um, or a lot of them, are really good ideas. And uh, I just wanted to put it all in one place and also give my clients a resource um, that they could take to the bank uh, and help them start actually implementing some of this stuff because you know it's really easy to say that you know we're going to call our recall patients or we're going to start virtual consultations but um, you know the implementation is the more difficult piece and the only important piece frankly yeah. like we can talk about it all day long um, you know on these Facebook live events but it doesn't matter if the clients don't actually go back and do it. Um, and so I wanted to give them a good resource that they could, you know, go back and actually use. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you definitely did that. You, uh, I loved how you laid out, you know, the facts of the matter is that things are going to be different no matter what that different looks like, it's going to be different. And we have to have real honest conversations about that. First of all, with ourselves, second of all, with our team members, with our clients and let them know about that. What have you Mm -hmm. seen has been the biggest challenge and maybe panic? for people right now? You know, I think a lot of the concern that people have is legitimate. Uh, We have, um, you know, this is going to, the the repercussions of this are going to be significant, not just in orthodontics, but all across the, all across all industries. Yep. Um, You know, I've got friends and credit markets and banks are getting scared off lending money. And, you know, these are real things that are happening, but, uh, what's, what I find uh, comfort in is that, you know, I can spend all of my time worrying about all of those things that could happen that are outside of my control. But, uh, what we talked about last night is we need to focus on what we do have control over. Mm -hmm. And as, as people stay home, as people are using, will use the internet for absolutely everything over at least the next couple of weeks, but most likely the next couple of months, um, it's going to change the way they buy things and it's going to change the way they interact with their, um, their service providers. And so, uh, we have a unique opportunity, you know, uh, virtual exams have kind of been on the, on the sideline. It's been kind of like a, a fun, a fun thing to do on the side and to maybe make your office like look techie. Um, but now I think uh, it's a really important time to implement some of these things and refine our sales process and look at how we can uh, control or at least massage our costs um, so that we can have a healthier business when this is all over and right now. Uh, right now, it's really important for business continuity. Um, in the future, it's going to be really important for business growth because if we build or use these great systems right now, um, you know, this is this is in times like these are where the girls are separated from the women and the boys are separated from the men. Yeah, um, totally. And I know we we talked just briefly before we started this about 
culture. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I love your posts on culture and this is, this is when it's really important to have a great culture. And if you don't already have one, this is the perfect time to start uh, because it is a great culture that brings people together and allows them to persist through times like these. A hundred percent. I, uh, so a couple of things with that. First of all, I love that even in the guide, which I'm going to screen share in a moment, we're going to go through a few things, but I love in the guide, you start with what you just said, which was there's, there's just like, we have to be realistic in our optimism. Like this is, we want to be optimistic. We want to, I, I am so positive about being right now because not only do I think it's going to separate the, the women from the girls and the boys from the men, it's the refiner's fire. This is where you're going to find out what your stuff is made of. I, yeah. um, I, I preach all the time, right? Your core values and your culture are, they separate you from your, the, the price adjustments. They separate you from economy. And here's the thing right now in 2008 and 2009, we had a ramp up to a bad situation and everybody can look back on that and be like, Oh, I can't believe I got through that. But there was at least a ramp up. We just smacked into a wall that no one saw coming a week ago, two weeks ago. And all of a sudden it's changing our world. And so how you're going to deal with this is going to be exactly how, if you're going to make it or not. And it's going to show you what you're made of and your team is made of. And if you don't know what your culture is and what your belief systems are, this is the time to dig down, find them, ask people to join you in that belief system, and then you'll persevere. But if you don't, and if you hide and you, you no problem has ever been solved by worrying about it. And so unless we have this realistic optimism, like, yep, things are going to change. So what does that mean for us? I love that you said that about virtual uh, consults, right? It was this thing. It's like, okay, yeah, we can see where it's going to happen someday. Well, just like in most things, like someday's here, folks. Like all the projects you thought you were going to put off, it's here. All the things that you thought, well, maybe someday we'll do that, it's here. And so this is an opportunity. I often teach that people accept change when change is happening. So here change is happening, your team will accept change because it's not you saying, hey guys, we can do it. And everybody else is like, why? It's like, oh yeah, we better change. We have to change. So I'd like to talk about your- Yeah, there's no choice. Yeah, you have no choice. And on that note, I want to talk about your survive and overcome mindset because it all starts with the mindset. I don't care what you're doing, what cool trick you have, what system you do, what cool script you have, it starts in the mind. So let's talk about that and why you focus uh, so much on that. You know, um, we probably won't face times like these more than a few times in a whole career. Mm. Um, but, and I right immediately before that, I think I talked about realistic optimism. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about the reality Mm -hmm. Uh, and the reality is we've got a choice between two things. Um, we can fight and implement and be fearless, um, not, not dumb, but fearless yeah. in the way we move forward. Um, or we can lay down, close our doors, and cross our fingers and hope for the best. And those, those are the practices that ultimately, probably like in the competitive scheme, they were the weak competitors anyway. Uh, and so we, you know, as practice owners as consultants, um, we have to do things that, uh, that are hard right now. Um, we have to do things faster than we've done things before. Um, 
But the exciting thing is we've, like you've mentioned, we have the space to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of seeing patients all day, we can literally create processes and implement them in one day. Yeah. And that, you know, that's really hard to do when you are trying to balance a ton of priorities. But yep. when your main priority of seeing existing patients is gone, um, virtually overnight, you have a open schedule um, to, to make it happen. And so, you know, a lot of this stuff in the guide, that's the intention. The intention is, hey, if you don't have this stuff, go do it right now because yeah. we have the bandwidth to do it right now. And if we are really great at executing, that, executing those systems now, we can generate more revenue right now. And when we get through this, we will have great systems to yes. call on our recall patients, to call on our pending patients, to, um, to manage our costs, like all of those things that we are forced to think about now. If we build great systems in a really short order right now, that will pay dividends for years in the future. And Absolutely. I mean, let's, and, and if we're being honest, like, yes, things are bad right now. Um, and they're hard right now. But the demand for orthodontics is not going to go away. Right. And people who were going to come in for an appointment to start and decided to cancel their appointment, it's not like they're never going to get braces. And so we will have an influx of demand. And so the better your systems are that, that you put together right now, the more likely you are to cash in on that pent up demand when the time comes. It's so building um, that foundation, right? You're building exactly. a strong foundation and who gets an opportunity very often in your business to take a pause. It's a mandatory pause and strengthen that foundation. So you can be better later on. Mm -hmm. You're not having to play with all these, you know, uh, moving pieces on the ship, right? You're actually able to stop and move things. So I want to ask you a question. So I'm probably going to, I might get some pushback from some doctor I say this, but I'm cool with that. Uh, so I had a call today. So I do a thing called TC school where I get together with TCs and we talk about strategy around uh, sales and closing and stuff like that. And I had a, an office on today where the TC was on and she was calling in from home, which was expected. And she said, yeah, um, our doctors came to us and basically told us on Tuesday, um, we have to close down. They're in California. So obviously they became a lot stricter, a lot faster. And they said, we uh, are going to close down. You can stay in work or you might want to just go home and get on unemployment, you know, as soon as you can. And I, and she was frustrated because she was going, we could do so much stuff in this at least week, like give us a week. I believe that it is, if they can, if they have the ability to do so, that the responsibility is to figure out, like Michelle was talking about on the call the other night, right? How do you play with your scheduling? How do you get stuff done so that you can strengthen for when you come back? And that TC was going, you know, it's not just about me doing some follow-up calls. It's about all the things we've talked about doing that we don't have time to be marketing, whether it be cleaning up things, whether it be doing better systems and processes. And I know people are scared and worried about it, but people make dumb decisions when they're scared, right? The higher the emotion, the lower the IQ. So what I thought your guide did and was that you actually gave people some systematic, specific ways how to overcome that fear because now they got a plan. It's like I said in my little intro to you um, on Facebook was you're being a solutions provider, not just like that doomsday person or like, yep, it's hard. Yep, it stinks. But here's some actual solutions. And I think that's, that's powerful. And that's what people need right now. 
Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it is, it truly is the only thing that we have control over is how we respond. And so I just wanted to keep it focused there. Well, let's do this. Um, first of all, how can people get their hands on your, um, your guide? I know you sent it to me through instant messenger. Uh, should they instant message you on Facebook? Is that the best way to do it? Yeah. So they can join, they can join our uh, Facebook group. It's black bison group dash ortho. Um, or the blackbisongroup.com in the blog. Um, it's the most recent blog entry. Okay, great. So I'm going to share my screen here. Let's see if I can do all this technical wizardry uh, while we're doing that. And I uh, just wanted to go through a few little pieces here um, on, and I have it up here to the revenue generation, because I know this is where most people are probably freaking out the most about. Uh, the fact of the matter is that I was actually on a podcast call with someone on, I want to say it was Monday. He was a dentist. Uh, no, sorry, he was an orthodontist who was a dentist before, a prosthodontist actually. And he had said, one of the things I love about this industry is that unlike dentistry, we as orthodontists have a bit of a annuity that happens when we have a new client. Because we get a new client come in and most yep. or a good percentage of them are going to be paying over time. So yep. it's not like we don't have income coming in. We might not have new income coming in because we're not, if we're not doing virtual sales and stuff like that, which we'll get to in a moment, but we have that, that monthly revenue coming in. So that's one of the key things to think about when you're thinking, okay, how long can I keep these team members, these, uh, this situation going on? But you actually came up with some really great ideas on revenue generation and gave specific numbers around that. So let's talk about that for just a moment. Sure. Um, you know, I've been preaching this for a while. It's something that we successfully implemented in our practice. But, um, you know, to, to take a step back, uh, when we think about generating revenue for our practice, I don't think anyone would argue that we should not answer the phone. Like the phone really is still the lifeblood of our practice. Um, I did some studies with several practices and found that 5% conservatively of the number of calls incoming to the practice are uh, new patients. And if we work that math backwards, if one out of every 20 calls is a new patient, factoring into case acceptance and everything else, each one of those calls is worth about 188 bucks because we don't know which of those calls is going to be the new patient. And so sure. um, it really concerned me when, uh, you know, when I hear stories um, like the doctor you were describing of people who are just shutting their doors and, you know, raising the white flag, it's like, guys, like we still have people calling us and there are still people when their employer told them to work from home and they don't have enough work to do and their kids are there, like they want to get this stuff done. I've seen tons of stories of people going and getting service done. Uh, I talked to a gal, I actually just hired a nanny and uh, her sister does like, she has her own aesthetic shop, or I don't know what it's called, but she does like facials and other stuff. Her schedule is booked and people are coming. Um, and so it's not like people are, are done living their lives. Now, who knows what's going to happen uh, with the government and, and sure. their, their guidance to us. But right now, people's lives are not shut down. And it's really concerning to me that, um, you know, at the very least, people aren't answering their phone. You can answer yeah. the phone from home. Yeah. Um, or you can have one person being in the office answering the phone and you know, you miss 10 calls in a day, that's 1800 bucks that, uh, you just kissed goodbye. And so, you know, I think what you said is really important. It's a, 
orthodontics is unique in that we do have some recurring revenue from patients, uh, you know, by way of these monthly contracts. It is important, you know, and I, I think where a lot of the fear comes from is when we don't have new revenue coming in, when we don't have the down payments, it does change the cash situation in the practice. Sure. And, you know, I didn't write about this in the blog. I was up till like 3 a.m. writing this last night, but I didn't yeah, write I about this tell. in the blog. But it's important to think about managing cash too. So let's say we go through this and we've got patients who want to come in and start treatment. Or we have, uh, you know, we do a virtual consultation and someone wants to start and they're ready to get started today. Well, just a couple of ideas on managing cash is let's say they want to do Invisalign. Okay, well, if we sign them up for Invisalign and we scan them and we get a clean check approved right away and we get their aligners delivered in three or four weeks, then we're creating a cash problem for ourselves because likely we didn't get a huge down payment on average and we have the Invisalign lab bill to pay. And so you can do creative things like scan the patient and schedule them in two and a half months. Yes. To, for their aligner delivery. Yep. So you've got the down payment and then three monthly payments. And so right. um, the other thing that you can think about is skewing your starts more toward braces right now. Because if you don't want to create the cash flow crunch problem for yourself, um, that's an easy way to do it. Uh, so managing cash is really important and managing the expenses are really important. And you can get stuff done with less staff. Um, and I know both you and I are very... Um, we're, we're bulls on uh, culture and the importance of it. And one of the core values uh, in the last business that, that I sold in 2018 was do more with less. Yes. And I think right now is the perfect example of when that core value um, is, you know, it, it highlights the importance of that core value. We can do a lot more with the resources that we have. And right now is the time to get creative with, what are the opportunities and how can I leverage those opportunities with the least amount of cost? And, uh, you know, earlier in the guide, I talked about being transparent with the team. It's important to be transparent with your team because if all they see is if they never see that the leader is thinking through these issues and they feel as though the leader is reacting to these things and they're the recipient of all of these decisions, it's a lot harder for, uh, for you to convince someone to like fight alongside you through this. Yes. Um, if you're transparent and you tell them, you know, where the practice is at, if you explain that you have this recurring uh, revenue and that, you know, you're going to do your best to manage costs and you're going to do your best to produce uh, more income for the practice. But, you know, understandably things are going to be different. Um, you'll have a lot better response from the team. 100%. They'll get on board too. And you'll see, I, I, I teach a, pr a process around the, the state of the practice, right? This is the opportunity where you get to say, hey, this is where we are. And this is the reality of it. And I would love your help in this situation. What are your ideas? I can't come up with everything. Like, help me out. People yeah. want to feel like they're, they're being utilized for their talents as mm -hmm. well, not just the thing that they do, but their talents of how they can actually help out in their practice. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's, it's so important for people to understand that those team members also want to hear from you about your own vulnerabilities and your own concerns. Don't try to yes. hide it. Don't try to act like, you know, at, first of all, don't be Debbie Downer the whole time because that's not leadership. And the other side of that Even is if that's the way you feel, I will say that's the only time to fake it is if you're really scared, like there's no reason to show them that you're really freaked out. Right, exactly. Um, so you can temper that with like, hey guys, we got some challenges ahead. 
And mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. They want to see a plan. They need the leadership that's, that's out there. Uh, it's interesting here on the, um, the chat down in, in the box here, which if anybody has questions or thoughts or comments, please share there. But, you know, Amanda Floyd was sitting here saying that today, let's see, they've completed 1,200 calls today. They're not 500 to 600. That's being proactive, right? That's being focused on what's important. Now, here's the thing that's interesting with your, uh, the, the answering their phones point. I actually want any doctors that are hearing this right now, any business owners at all are hearing this from what Scott just said. Scott told the benefit of answering the phone, right? That's $180 down the drain. Here's what I want you to get as a business owner. If you don't answer the phone, someone else will. And that someone else is going to get that at $188 a person or $180 a phone call. Yep. You have to be that person that's there answering the phone. People want to know there's some sense of normalcy. The other side of it is one of the things that I know, understand this, and that's why um, I felt uh, a call to this and do some of the other one, uh, uh, Facebook Lives that we're doing is you and I, we think differently because we're entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs have to think creatively. We have to look at that and go like, okay, how can we turn this thing into a positive or at least an opportunity? And unfortunately, there's a lot of our doctors out there who don't think like entrepreneurs and they don't actually think like full business all the time. So this, what you're telling them, hopefully helps anybody listening to this that's struggling with like, what do I do? I'm not sure. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling isolated with an idea of, oh, there is a guidebook. In this case, there's actually a guidebook, the definitive guidebook, if you will, um, to how to overcome this. And it's important for them to recognize that it's okay to be creative. It's okay to uh, reach out and ask for help. Um, I would like to give uh, Amanda Floyd a shout out uh, since you mentioned her name. Awesome. So their practice is uh, Fish by Orthodontics in Pensacola. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is a absolutely phenomenal example of the power of culture through times like these. I'm friends with a number of their team members and it was just, it was really touching to see the posts that they were writing about their practice and about the care that uh, Dr. Fishbein and uh, Amanda showed for the team. Um, But it's exactly like that. It's exactly in moments like this, um, that, you know, the real, you know, all, all your clothes are taken off. Like there, there's nothing left. And so, uh, it was really cool to see that. And so if anybody wants to see, um, if you just follow Fishbine Orthodontics and I'm sure Amanda, friend Amanda, she's, she's really open, but, uh, it was really amazing to see the strength of their culture through this time. Yeah, it, it, it is. So, I talk about how culture uh, supersedes price. We see that with Apple. We see that with Disney, right? It supersedes price. It supersedes um, distance. It supersedes, and it also supersedes economy. And this is the time to lean on it. And if you've built it right, or if you want to start building it right, I think you're right. Dr. Fishbein does an amazing job. And we've been able to have a lot of good conversations around the idea that that's what's going to sustain you. It's um, Tony Shea, the CEO from Zappos, and his book, he says that um, culture and pipeline are the only things that can't be duplicated. Everything else and will. 
So how you do the thing that you do, look, there are a lot of really great orthodontists out there, great dentists, great providers of whatever fill in the blank. And no one knows who they are and they're freaking out right now because they haven't built a culture around it. We can duplicate those things that the technical part of what you do is not what makes you special. Mm-hmm. It's the culture around it. Part of that and what you're providing, which is um, so cool, you're providing there's culture. And what we do is we back up the culture with systems. Mm-hmm. And those systems are what's going to help get you through and strengthen that culture even more. And by the way, I think that companies that really dig in and do this over the next however many weeks we're in this world, and I think it's fascinating. We're three days in, and there's like some, in some cases, mass hysteria happening. We're three days in, folks. If this is how you're, I, like, I don't want to be next to you if this is like Walking Dead situation. I want to be next to the dude who's like thinking the plan, where, where am I going forward, right? But we're just a little bit into it. But the companies that actually show the strength of their culture now, the dedication that their team members are going to have, even the team members that if you do have to let some of them go, are going to be so strong for you, are going to be so on your side because you showed them your strength, your leadership, your positivity, and that is, that's invaluable. Absolutely. Let's talk about, I want to scroll down here just a moment and I want to talk down about virtual consults because of course that's the big thing that's on everybody's mind. Okay, that's what we're, the problem can be if you shift sloppily, it's going to be worse than it's going to be good for you. Like it's not going to be a great thing. Don't shift sloppily. You got to have a plan around it. And what you did is you provided some really great opportunities and uh, tools and systems for people to actually walk through. So what do you see? And I don't, I, I actually am not, I'm blanking on this. And maybe I'll just ask you just straight out whether it's catching off God or not. What do you think is the biggest concern when it comes to people shifting to virtual consults? Well, I think there's two, two main concerns. Um, the first is that um, the people who would have otherwise come in the office, do a virtual consult, and we don't build the relationship as strong as we would have if they came into the office. Mm. And it makes a same day start, quote unquote, more difficult. And that's why I have, you know, until now I have not, um, you know, it's something that I've, we floated around with, with our practice, but um, you know, when there aren't competitive pressures to do virtual consults, um, it makes more sense to see those patients in person. Well, gone are those days and there's going to be a lot of people doing virtual consultations. Um, and so, you know, the, um, we have to figure out how to build the relationship virtually, um, which we've never had to do before. And I think actually, I really think that's the main concern. The main concern in the past was, um, you know, if these people would have come in otherwise, uh, it's a lot better off that we see them in person, get the braces placed or get the scan done today and get the contract signed. Uh, because before, uh, virtual consults were more or less send a few pictures of the teeth and, oh yeah, you're ready to get started. Let's schedule an appointment. And I think where this moves to, and, you know, practices who are using OrthoFi are familiar with this, but, you know, this system lays out how to do that, how to get a signed contract, how to get them scheduled. So that way they don't go anywhere else. Because uh, at the end of the day, even if more of the country gets locked down like California, doctors can do these virtual consults in their house slippers and um, they can get patients scheduled here when summer starts and they can do it all by 
um, billing it as a value add. You know, there's right. going to be pent up demand and we want to make sure that you have a slot when summer rolls around and this dies down. Um, and then I, I think the second, the second fear is just that it's new and it seems on its surface like a radical change. Uh, and that's one thing that I didn't write a lot about in the, in the guidance, but it doesn't have to be that radical of a change. And we need a very clear plan, but it doesn't have to be that complicated of a plan either. And the more complicated that we make it, the less likely we are to actually do it and the less likely it is to be successful. And that's why I wanted to have very clear action steps. But I did want to highlight too, like later on, I talk about the tools that you need and how to execute yeah. using those tools. Um, these are things that you don't need. Like, yes, these are the things that make it very helpful, but theoretically, you could take a phone call, schedule somebody for a Google calendar and share the calendar invitation with them and chat with them via Facebook to, for their virtual consult and send them an email that has a copy of your contract and ask them to email you back their acceptance of it. And no, it's probably not an official contract, but also no, you schedule that person for an appointment to come in and get a scan. They're not going somewhere else. Yep. And so, yes, these tools are really uh, useful. And for the long term, this is how you want to set it up. But also just don't overcomplicate it. The most important thing is that it gets done um, and that we start doing it and, um, you know, actually producing revenue for the practice. Uh, you can take maybe a smaller down payment. Um, there, there are all, all kinds of things that you can do to get this rolling and make it successful. But uh, I just, I just wanted to highlight that because I, I really do, my bias is towards action. Um, yes. And I find that, you know, you put a guide to guide together like this and everyone wants to check every box and get it just right. perfectly right. And it's like, well, what about this? Yes. What about that? Exactly. Like a plan is important, but right. you don't have to use my scripting to get a patient yeah. started. Like it's yeah. good scripting, but you don't have to use it. Like the most important part is get face to face with the patient. Um, and if we were, we were having a conversation today about how I was talking with my uh, vice president of sales and marketing, Amy, and we we're like, okay, so if they went on a skeleton crew, like, no, we want to see the patients in our office. Okay. So you do the initial consult through the virtual, you do a, a Skype or a zoom or whatever you want to bring them in. Okay. So, but you only have a skeleton crew. You bring in one patient at a time. If you were doing just a straight put braces on and let's just say it took you an hour and a half all for you and your uh, assistant to do that, you could do around, we are figuring eight to eight, eight to 10, depending on how fast, just say eight. I oh, know, sorry, six to eight is what we broke it down to six to eight new patients a day. If you were to stack it up, even if you were only starting, let's just say this lasted a month and we were quarantined for a month and you can only see one patient at a time you could do around 24 to 25 starts for a single practice. That's okay. Like you can be creative with this. There's no have tos. You get to play around. Of course there's HIPAA have tos, but other than that, there's no have tos. Like you can be creative in the way that you're doing this. So if you want to do half and half, if you want to do a half virtual and half come in do all virtual, it, there's a way to play around with this. And I don't want anybody to come away with this and download your ebook and be like, like you said, well, it doesn't have all the answers. It doesn't have all yeah. the, it's like, it's just suggestions. It's just to help out. Absolutely. And one, one question that I saw come up over and over, and, and this is, these questions have been happening for a long time or being, have been asked for a long time is, well, what happens with an x-ray? Like, what if I need an x-ray? Well, what if I recommend treatment and say that it's going to be about 16 months and then they come in and it's going to be 24? 
Well, they're in the chair and that's the goal, right? Like yeah. they're in the chair, yeah. you take the x-ray, you fill in the rest of the stuff from that you do for a normal exam and you have the conversation say, hey, online it looked like your occlusion was like this or your bite was like this and it's really like this and you know, it's, it's gonna take us a little bit longer than I thought. And you know, it's kind of hard to see over the computer and I just wanted to make sure you're okay with that before we get started. How many people are gonna say no? Right, like, no, I'm gonna start all, all over again. Exactly. No, actually, I, I actually want to waste my time by being here and I'm going to go and waste my time scheduling an appointment at another orthodontist. Like they're not going to say no. So um, that's just one, like we think about it because our industry is very siloed and people, they think about things just how other orthodontists think about things or other practice managers think about things. It's really hard to get outside of, uh, get outside of ourselves and saying, okay, what actually could be done? Um, it wasn't that long ago that we were doing two and three step consultations. Yeah. And this is, you know what I mean? This is yep. just the next iteration of that. It's saying, okay, well maybe they don't even have to sit in the chair in our physical office to sign a contract. Yep. Um, so, you it's know, I, I think this is just the natural progression of uh, consumer behavior. hundred percent. It's the evolution. And again, the way that you begin that conversation, if you do have to change things up is you're the professional. Don't, it's not about, oh my gosh, I totally messed this up. I'm so sorry. It's, oh, you know what? This is just, this happens. It's natural. We can go. I remember years ago having a conversation with Scott Law, who was talking about, um, talking to a bunch of other uh, orthodontists and they were saying the same type of thing. Like what if you, same day starts. I mean, this is when same day starts was a radical idea in some, some offices. And he was like, they said, well, you got to get permission from the, the dentist to do things. And he just said, you guys, how many of you are actual like dentist in this office like all of us orthodontists we're also dentists like we can look at something and we can go in and go oh we need to change this up or we change your your treatment plan now it's a matter of just taking control of the situation and that goes back even to what we were talking about when it comes to uh, uh, the value add of virtual consultant uh, consults being willing to not make it be like hey because of things happen we've actually changed to virtual consultant now it's like, hey, so we now can do this virtually or we've been doing this virtually for a while or we've been ramping up to do this and now we have an opportunity to do this. And again, I'm going to go back to the culture, not the culture, the energy, I guess you would say, the attitude, the mindset around people across the country are, yeah, things have got to change. So I can accept that that's changing. I can accept mm-hmm. that the way you're doing things is different. And mm-hmm. it's the way you position. Everything's about the way you position. Everything. Mm-hmm. So I love yeah, it. Okay. The patients don't know if you need an x-ray right? when you recommend treatment. Yep. Like yep. You just take it a normal course of business when they come in the office. So yep. um, it's just so important not to overcomplicate it. Absolutely. And just be, just be uh, um, oh, I don't know the right word. Just be confident. Um, and you know, the, the patients will play off of your confidence. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I love seeing, I think it was Dovi Pero who did a, he did a video about what you can do and how, how you would take your own pictures, right? You put that up online and uh, look, video is such a powerful medium that we have nowadays. Look, you and I get to talk in different states and have this conversation. And if you as the leaders just show people what you need them to do, I do this little piece in a lot of my training where I'll say, okay, I'm going to give you three secrets to the human mind. Now I'm going to blow this if you ever see me speak and you're not going to fall for it, but oh well, um, is that I say three secrets to the human mind right now. Uh, so everybody pick up a piece of a pen and write, write this down because you're going to want to have this. And I'll say secret number one, 
there are no secrets to the human. Secret number two, if I tell you to pick up a pen and write something down, you're going to do it. And if you're still writing, number three is we're all trained monkeys. We're going to do what people tell us to do. So the point is, is that if you as the professional tell people what to do and show them how you want it delivered, they'll do it. But you got to be willing to do it like Dobie did. And so many people are doing tutorials of how to do it. And by the way, it wasn't a fancy camera. It wasn't, you know, three shot camera with the boom mic. And it was just him in front of the camera and people accept that. Yeah, that exact same philosophy. You know, if we can get our mindset right, if now's the time that we change our mindset and uh, we do what you're saying, that impacts the effectiveness of same day starts too. It's like, how do we do same day starts? Like it's, you know, it just seems pushy. It's like, well, how about you just go in there and say, yep, you're ready for braces and we're ready to get going today. Yep, absolutely. Simple changes like that, just being confident and saying, all right, we're ready to go. We'll see you back there. If a doctor goes in and says that, that's probably like the simplest and most profitable thing they could do. A hundred percent. I always say, I always laugh at when doctors are like, well, you know, you could, and, 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 you know, if you'd like to get started, we can, we can maybe get you started. I'm like, you know, I came to the doctor to get diagnosed. Like I have a heart problem, doctor, what's up? And they're going to say, take this medicine. And I'm going to go, okay, thanks for diagnosing me. Tell people what you want them to do. Say, no, I recommend that you get, you get braces on today. We have a, let's get you started. Let's go. And then, and if they have questions, they'll, they'll be like, wait, 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 what about this? But They'll move on. Okay, I, I, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes. I don't want to take up all your night, especially with the little one at home. And I, I hope that people are getting good value out of this. I think that what you're doing, again, is awesome. And I love talking to like-minded solutions providers. So thank you for doing this again. But I thought what was really cool, and what I thought was really cool about what you did was you ended this on being alert of what's going on with the legislation and what's happening in this country. That we, I know not everybody's putting their head in the sand, but right now it's real easy again to get emotional and make really bad decisions, just uh, knee jerk reactions, but instead focus on what's happening and it's changing constantly and what's available to you to help keep your business going, to keep your team members as many as you can and know what's available for you. So I love that you put this in the, in here and um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the decision around this. Sure. Um, you know, we don't face times like these very often and often stimulus packages are not targeted at small business. Um, but this is a really unique time in that, um, a pretty much everyone is affected by it. Um, but small businesses are especially hurt. Restaurants are especially hurt. Um, you know, restaurants are the, the hospitality industry is the second largest employer in the United States behind the federal government. Um, And so they are targeting some of this legislation um, specifically to small businesses to help them out. And so it's just important to follow, you know, what's going on. And it's actually changed today. Uh, They already passed this legislation. Um, It is a little bit different. Uh, I think everything that I wrote is still the same. Um, But there are a few other nuances that that the Senate passed. I think that small business owners can... Um, apply to actually be exempted from the emergency paid leave program. Uh, Because uh, from my understanding, when you offer the emergency paid leave to an employee, they basically get 14 days of additional pay uh, capped at a certain amount. Um, But the, uh, in terms of managing cash, 
the business owners get that money back in term, uh, by way of a tax credit. Well, that creates a cash flow crunch right now. Um, and so I just think it's important that we understand what the government is doing to either help us or, you know, sometimes uh, they're trying to help us and they end up putting roadblocks in the way. Yeah, but to be aware sure. of those um, so that we can just be smart, have our head on the swivel. Uh, and then this last piece here is just the recommendations um, from the CDC. And just I wanted to make sure that everyone had uh, all of the most important and legitimate information about coronavirus uh, all in one spot. So I know there's a lot of other really useful links I could have put in here, but I stuck with official sources. Um, and so you've got it all right there. Yeah, it was great. I, I really felt it was really good. Um, I also thought it was good to have people not only be aware of it, but hopefully I'll help them also think as they're aware that, again, we've talked about creativity quite a bit. Um, look, as a business owner, sometimes you do have to make sacrifices and you might have to make a few if it gets, we don't know where it's going to go. Let's just say four weeks, five weeks, six weeks in, you might have to make some personal sacrifices in order to keep certain team members and to keep them on the payroll. And that's just a fact. And like you said, it's going to take, it's going to take months for us to recuperate out of this. And so we might have to make some personal sacrifices uh, and, or, and dip into personal savings or to uh, other types of savings or opportunities to keep those essential team members. And in uh, earlier part of the guide, you also might have to look at the, the reality of the, the who's, for lack of a better word, expendable. Um, who you're going to tighten up the team with in the sense of maybe even for right now and can bring them back later on, hopefully. But you have to make those tough decisions and that's what part of being a business owner is all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. So I'm going to stop sharing there so we can get back. But man, we've had some really good uh, comments on the um, uh, on the Facebook here. And for anybody else who wants to leave a comment or a question, thank you so much. Amanda Floyd, you've been uh, we should have had you on as a as a co guest. You should. You're, you're you should. On she is, she's one of the smartest gals in the whole world. I got to see her uh, speak with uh, uh, Dr. Fishbein. I think it was uh, last year, one of the conferences, something. Uh, and it was, and yeah, she's so smart and so right on. And it's just way and to. She is a, we were talking about fearless implementers. She is one. And you know that's so important for someone to have on their team. That again this is a time to reevaluate what you believe, what you're truly um, uh, dedicated to, what your culture and your own personal core values are, your own vision for your, and to get the rule on, on the bus for you too. This is a great time for that. Um, so thank you so much for joining me today, Scott, and doing this. And like I said, I mean, it was what, three hours, four hours ago that I said, hey, do you want to do this? I know I'm crazy, but uh, I think you just get a great uh, uh, value to people out there. And, you know, I had a response from someone earlier today when I was, I'm putting together some other ones that will be obviously talking to a whole bunch of doctors on Monday, which I'm excited about because they're just, and, and I deliberately in that, I had one doctor uh, who's in it and said, and he's like, I'm kind of nervous about being on this with all the rock stars that are also on that too, right? There's definitely some guys who are speakers and out there doing it. But I wanted to give a good cross connection of guys who are out there speaking about stuff like this and then guys who, who also aren't and maybe don't have that spotlight on them and get both of those opinions. But my point is that there was somebody who had made a comment like, yeah, there's so many of these lives going on and I think people are getting tired of these. And I'm like, man, we're three days in. 
I hope nobody's getting tired of support, tired of help, as long as we're given real solutions. And that's why I thought what you did was really powerful because you're given actual solutions. And like you said, changes every day. It's changing all the time. But there's some stuff here that I don't think is going to change anytime because it's solid systems. Yeah, and I would like to say, I know that you feel the same way that I do that we want to help in any way that we can. Yep. Um, we, we don't take what's going on lightly. Um, and we know that there are doctors that need help. And I know that we will do anything that we can to help. So reach out to Dino or I. Um, yep. There's no reason to feel alone through this. Uh, and that's not a sales pitch. Um, no. We, we genuinely want to help, even if that is a year from now. Once you get your feedback under you and you realize the kind of value that we can create, we want to help you start creating that value right now. And so please do reach out to us. Um, we have, you know, a hand stretched out. 100%. I appreciate you saying that because it is that. Um, it, it, we, I think it, it, it shows uh, to us as consultants it actually really makes us all dig down a little deeper and be like, okay, what do we believe and how can we help out the most? I've been excited. I feel like, I can't believe it's Wednesday. It feels like it's been a week at least since this thing has all started. But I've been excited about the possibility of what we can create and what's going to happen out there. And I'm excited also about the connections we're making. I said this on the call on Monday night that, look, we're all in business. We get it. But we're all in business because we love what we do with the people that we get to do it with. So that you and I get to have a conversation around this and help support in any way possible. That is income to me. You know, I always talk about at the end of my podcast, I say that our goal is to help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable in our areas of your life. This is profit to me. Like I, I, I'm going to leave this call and I'm not going to be able to sleep for a couple of hours, right? Because this is profit to me, being able to serve and give and to talk to people who are amazing like you and watch people like Lisa and everybody else who's on here who are like seeing the possibilities and the positivity. That's what this is about. And that's why I think that when this is done, there's going to be, um, it, it's going to be a new day and that's awesome. It's exciting. It is. So. So thank you so much, Scott. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in here for this Facebook Live. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you giving us this platform to be able to talk like this. Like Scott said, go to his blog and his page and his Facebook page. Uh, get the, the, the definitive guide here to uh, helping you overcome this. There might be a definitive guide part two in two weeks. Who knows? Yeah, or, or tomorrow or, or tomorrow. Monday. <laughs> yeah, don't stay up till 3 again, man. You got a newborn. Don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> But I, as, as I was reading it, I'm like, there's no way he did this in a day. Like he's writing like crazy over there and he just did such a good job with it. Uh, please feel free to go to my Facebook page and, and engage with me there too. Go to my website. We've got some great information coming out with um, emails coming out every single day that are new about what you can do and creative ways to, uh, to help with your team and with your own business. So thank you very much, everybody, for being here. Thanks for letting us uh, share with you. And uh, Scott, you're the man. Appreciate it. You're the man, Dino. Thank you so much. Thanks so much again for listening to the ProPreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.